is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker, a career and executive coach, and today I welcome back a very dear friend and a special guest, Martin Yate, to the show. Martin, welcome back. Good to be with you. You forgot something. What's that? Uh, you have written the most important book for professional women uh, that I have read and I recommend consistently. Um, and it's a wonderful title. This is not the career I ordered. <laughs> Martin, we need to go on the road, my dear. You make my day. Well, in, in, in kind, I will say that you are the iconic author of the Knock 'em Dead career series. And today we're going to talk about Knock 'em Dead, the ultimate job search guide, which is in its 30th annual edition. How can that be? You're far too young to have a 30th edition of any book. Well, number one, I'm 128 next birthday, and, and number two, it's the 32nd edition. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, there you go. I stand corrected. Well done. So, Martin, let me pick your brain. The job market is better, right, according to the statistics, according to the reports. But is it really easier to find a good job it, these days, or is it just as competitive? Uh, it's just, it's easier in, oh God, one and answer question. It's easier in some ways. It's more difficult than others. And the, the difficulty comes in two broad categories. Um, most people don't know anything about job search or turning interviews into offers. And given that we change jobs about once every four years, it's really kind of an important skill that we need to get up to speed with. And the other one is a misunderstanding of how your resume is going to be used. It's going to go into a resume database that may have upwards of half a billion other resumes. And it's got to pull up in the top 20 or 40 to ever be seen. So a resume that's based on your subjective criteria is irrelevant. It has to be focused on a specific target job to be found. So true. And Martin, we both know that quite often human eyes never even look at the resume. Initially, it's the scanning software. And if you don't have that customized approach, it's just not going to land. As we say in England, absolutely. <laughs> so how about the, the underemployed careerist, right? They like their job, but they're just not making the kind of money that they want to make in this day and age. Can Knock 'em Dead help them with that? Uh, I believe it can. Uh, in every social group, in every department, in every company, in every industry, there is an inner circle and an outer circle. And we've all heard that saying, 80% of the work gets done by 20% of the people. Right. Guess, guess who are in the inner circle and guess who are in the outer circle. Now, if you're listening to Carolyn's podcast today, you know from your job whether you stand in the inner circle or outer circle. It's <laughs> quite simple. And if you're in the outer circle, and your career isn't going as well, that's probably why. Because when the plump projects and the promotions and the raises come along, who's going to get them? Someone who stands and leans against the wall and fills in the hours till five o'clock, or someone who actually comes to work to make a difference every day. So changing, recognizing where you stand today and where you want to be, and then uh, uh, 
uh, emulating the dress, the behavior, the attitude, uh, the performance of the people who you see as the real influencers, the inner circle. Do this for six months to a year and you can well find yourself invited into that circle. So true. Martin, you know it's fascinating because the job fields are changing so quickly. There are jobs today that weren't even in existence 10 years ago. And the career future, right, the students that are now in college and minting degrees, the jobs that they will have 10 years down the road haven't even been created yet. So how does one use their experience to transition from fields and and think about those transferable skills? May I make a comment before before we come to that? Yeah, uh, please do. Uh, you know Forrester Research, but not everyone listening does. Forrester Research uh, talks about the impact of technology on our, our lives. And when they publish something, it's like it came down from Mount Ararat, carved in stone. <laughs> the one came out earlier this year. And you can get a copy. It's only 450 bucks. That's true. <laughs> and they were talking about what I... I refer to as the invasion of the robots. And they basically said, over the next 10 years, 16.16% of all jobs at all levels in all industries are going to be replaced by artificial intelligence, robotics, automation, whatever we want to call it. However, it's not all bad news, Carolyn. It's going to create 9% new jobs. There we go. I <laughs> think they might be in the robotics artificial intelligence area, which would rule people like me out altogether. So we're going into a very, very uh, tenuous next 10 years. So everyone dreams of uh, having their own company and returning, uh, retiring at 35, but treat that core job, that typical professional job, treat it as your core career. And you really pay attention, not only to be as successful and as stable as you can, but to use it for on-the-job training for running your own business. Because ultimately, that's the only financial stability you can count on, is when you bring money in your own front door. And you'll notice the company has an R&D department, has a finance department, has a marketing department. Well, R&D means keeping in touch with your profession and seeing what's happening to it because of technology and where the sweet spots are going to be. And it means looking at the industries and seeing what's driven by demographics and technology. Makes healthcare a good option, right? Uh, makes logistics a good option. Logistics are the people who organize the shipping of all the goods we get from China. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. And we need to look at these areas and look for big industries. No, it's no point in being a, a blog writer because it's been one of the fast 10, 10 fastest growing jobs for Lord knows how long when there's still only 35 people that can make a living and pay a mortgage on blogging. Exactly right. And, and Martin, I want to segue on that because you, you were very uh, savvy in mentioning healthcare and logistics as two particular fields that are thriving and, and certainly growing. So how does one get an interview with a good company? How do they seek out that logistics organization and stand out from the crowd? The single most effective way of job search is to identify the companies that can use you and in the job, in the ultimate job search guide, I give you a lot of resources, but I'll men mention a couple. 
uh, Standard and Poor's, either the books at the library or the dot com, um, Hoover's, and these uh, Hoover's, for example, and you'll pay a monthly fee, uh, but you only need a month. Uh, you, they have a database of over 18 million publicly and privately held American companies. And if you know how far you can commute, you can identify those companies and then cross-referencing with your social media networks, specifically on LinkedIn, you can find people who work or who have worked there. If you know the job titles one, two, and three levels above you, um, and you can't get an email in the normal way, there's only six formats for email. It's carolyn.dowdhiggins or Higgins <laughs> or carolyn underscore. So you do a cover letter, attach a resume in PDF format so that it won't corrupt, and you send all six out. Guess what happens? The five that were wrong bounce back. And what I'm talking about is getting in touch directly with the people who can hire you. That is the single most effective way of finding that next job. So true, Martin. You know, I love the practical action step nature of the Ultimate Job Search Guide. And I'd love for you to speak a bit about how you turn the interview into a job offer. Because so many people get the interview, but they don't they don't flip the switch to get the offer. Okay, it goes, it, it goes back to the resume. If you base a resume on subjective criteria, it doesn't gonna work, it isn't gonna work. We have something in the ultimate job for target job deconstruction, which is basically uh, collecting a few job postings for the job you wanna go after and then deconstructing them to get inside the head of your customer and find out what they want so you can sell it to them. So you know the story to tell in the resume. If you did that, now the resume is now, now the interview is coming up. You revisit that analysis because what it told you should be in the resume is also what they're going to want to talk to you about. So be prepared for the interview and understand that every job at every level in every profession anywhere in the world. We all essentially do the same work. We are being hired for two reasons. To help that company make money, save money, or increase productivity. And we all do that one way or another. And the second thing we all do, we are there to be problem solvers, to know our job well enough that we can anticipate and prevent problems from happening. And when they dump on our desk anyway, we know how to handle them effectively and efficiently and with due consideration for the next poor son of a gun down the line who has to deal with our work product. And we do this by both the way we answer questions and the questions we ask. If we answer a question and tag on a question of our own at the end, it turns a one-way examination of skills into a two-way conversation between a couple of professionals with a common interest. Brilliant. You know, it's fascinating to me, Martin, to think about how social media has impacted the way we communicate. So what about the job landscape? Are you seeing clients and, and those reading your book leveraging social media? And if so, what works best? Most people I deal with who are becoming successful or are successful uh, curse social media. I don't have time to do that. I work 12 hours a day and I commute three. And that's when I'm not traveling. Right. Uh, 
so they all compl- everyone complains about the best way to leverage social media and for social media when it comes to the world of work i am talking about linkedin uh, it's not only to have a profile that reflects the messaging in your resume and so that the two are consistent. Uh, you don't need to join the job search groups. You've just got people without experience touting for business and giving you questionable advice. You need to join the groups that are relevant to your particular job and your particular profession. As a member of the group, you can reach out and connect with anybody. Um, And people very rarely turn you down these days. Uh, And you can also use LinkedIn. Let's say uh, we wanted to work for some big company like Skype. Mm -hmm. We can search LinkedIn for um, profiles that have the word Skype in it. And it's going to turn up people who work at Skype or have worked at Skype. And again, these are people who can find out what groups they belong to, join that group, and then reach out and connect with them. And, you know, Martin, you're, you're spot on because we have so many resources at our disposal. Certainly LinkedIn is at, at the top of uh, my resource list in, in mining information and finding people and finding organizations. And I think the proactive job searcher needs to do that very thing to get in there and research. I want to ask you as we wrap up, Martin, you know, communication is imperative, professional communication. In your uh, experience, do you believe it's better for a job searcher to call or email? email or show up in person or do all of it online when they're reaching out to connect with someone? I'm I'm really against the in-person connection. Let's meet for lunch or coffee. You and I can have cover more in 15 minutes on the telephone than we would in 45 minutes having a cup of coffee. And that's ignoring the 30 minutes it takes each of us to get there and then get back home. Yeah, I appreciate that. I really do. And I think time is is of the essence, especially for busy people, not to mention folks that are dealing with billable hours. You know, they're not going to sacrifice that time. And for the and for the person who's unemployed, it's it's cost, it's time, and we've got to focus on efficiency. And you can and going out for a cup of coffee, oh, Lord, isn't that lovely? <laughs> we can only drink so much coffee, right? <laughs> But we got to think, you know, isn't is this the best use of my time right now? No. Beautiful as Carolyn Higgins is, uh, uh, brilliant as she is, we can get much more business done much more quickly and help both of us use our time more effectively if we talk on the phone. Brilliant. And if you want to see the person, let's use Skype where you can see each other. Exactly. Martin, what a joy to have you on the show. You truly are the best in the business, and I'm so grateful. I use your book so often with my clients, and it is just an incredible comfort to know that you're out there in the world shepherding us all through our career management and our job search. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Carolyn, always my pleasure. God bless. Make good memories this weekend, everybody. Thank you, my dear. Take good care. And hey, if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And even better, leave us a review. You can tweet me at C. Dowd Higgins or send me an email at caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. Take good care and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.